Welcome to Don't Be an Idiom. This is a it's an idiom podcast. That's right. Yeah, see, we come to you from the 1930s to bring you idioms for geniuses, idioms and boiled peanuts galore. Damn, I wish I did that. idioms for geniuses. I wanted to say something funnier, and then idioms for idiots. <sighs> no, I just I was trying to think of like a 30s sounding. Uh, oh, dude, title and I, I just couldn't I just dropped the ball well see that's the thing though I like a, like a dipshit I was actually giving myself a pep talk today before oh. I came over here I was like you know you, you, like what I will do is I'll like start going on a tangent and yeah. then I don't know how to end it right and then I get upset the strong like, oh yeah but like you know what I realized if it t- if I just instead of trying to just trying to end it quickly yeah just give yourself an extra half second to think yeah you like you know what I mean? Yeah. And go simple. Go with yeah. a simple rhyme. Don't try to overdo it. Yeah. You're right. You're right. When I'm, you're right, you're I'm right. telling myself this. Okay. Well, anyway, uh, thanks for for tuning in today. This is a, a podcast that explores the origin stories of common phrases and idioms. We're on episode sixty six. Wait, we we were recording that. Yeah, we're recording That's right now. So funny I, because I'm used to hearing the song first. Well, yeah, but we, we've got a new in, setup actually. here. Yeah, we got a new setup here, actually. <laughs> well, right. I thought that was a test run. All those. A te- Wait, when have we ever done a test run? When have we for- ever started the show without the music? <laughs> this is the first time I told you that was going to happen. No, I, but you, you didn't. You didn't you'd be like, hey, the, and that includes the intro music. I literally did the whole welcome to Don't Be Nidium. I'm not testing anything. I love it. We started. All right. This is we're, so we're already, already in two it. Two minutes in. Yeah. Okay. Good. <laughs> How does it feel to be surprised in it? It's actually kind of nice. It's yeah. like you. It's no you, pressure. There's no pressure. Yeah. yeah. Which is what we were just talking about. Under being under pressure with the words that you choose. Right. Wow. And now they all and know now, about how I was talking to myself. <laughs> right now. It's good to give them a window into the process. This is yeah. This you're right? seeing the real the, the us. real Albert. Yeah. Right. This is a this is a, a real honor for for many of us. I'm sure. Um, maybe. Yes, because I usually have a cold, calculated shell <laughs> so, that no so one calculated. can break through. <laughs> so cold and calculated. Um. Well, uh, so we're at the top of the show. A couple things to mention. First of all, my brother-in-law, Patrick, uh, emailed us that, uh, this is huge, the, St- the Stromboli volcano has erupted, although this isn't really an, a rare thing. No, it's been constantly in a state of eruption <laughs> since 1939. Right. Right? And so, but it's like one of the most active volcanoes on the planet. But this was a big one. Yeah. Because, you know, if it was erupting constantly since 39, it would never make the papers. It would be like, enough with this already. Right. Yeah. Like, right, like every day the headline is, Stromboli volcano erupts. It's delicious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's shooting Stromboles all over the place. <laughs> anyway, this is a really cool information to get. So thank you to Patrick, who is... Uh, now home he was on leave for like nine months um, yeah, on his naval ship hiding in a submarine just th- no not a submarine oh oh right right we can't tell you what kind of ship it is because it's, 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 it's a top secret machine that no one's even heard of yet uh no but so uh you know he wasn't able to to like really listen to all of them until he, he got back i guess so yeah Anyway, and thanks then for. And he binged. And, the, and he binged hard. 
<laughs> Get me off that goddamn metal cigar. <laughs> and uh, so Stromboli was our, our April Fool's episode. It was right. called Let's Get, Let's get a, a Strombo. And so if you if you did not listen to that, please go back and listen to that. We spent a lot of time working on that episode. And yeah. I think it came out just right. Half an hour. It's a short one. Uh, this, Let's Get a Strombo is definitely the baby bear of the... Of the um, <laughs> Goldilocks and the three bears of the idiom world, you know? It is. Like, you know, we're we're in the papa right now. This is the papa, yeah. Yeah. The mama's Yeah, don't do be a monster. monster It's the baby bear. I love that. But the story of Goldilocks and Three Bears without the baby it's not it's not a whole story. Incomplete. Yeah. So it's still important. So this is a trifecta and uh, we will continue this. Um, because for, for honestly, I, we did that one as a joke, but it was so fun eating all the different strombolis. I want to I want to give us a reason to do it again. Well, we did take it very seriously. Oh no, we did yes, the research. We did. <laughs> the bells were rung. Yes, from on high. <laughs> oh man, my bell was ringing so much that month. We ate so many strombos to we try had to. to, to and some of them weren't even strombos. Some of them were calzones. I know. It's amazing. It's it's like, it's amazing. <laughs> One of the strombos we scored was a calzone because we they delivered a calzone to us instead of a strombo. Yeah. Full on calzone. It just looked like they folded a pizza and we, in half. And we were like, yeah, I remember you snapping at it. Snap point. And you're like, <laughs> uh, is that a stromboli? And I was like, oh shit, that's a friggin' calzone. But we took it down for you down. fans. Yeah. For all you Let's Get a Strombo fans. Uh since it's episode 66, I was really approaching this with a satanic vibe, but mm. it just wasn't feeling right to me for some reason. The satanic... Well, I, I, it's like, funny. I tried to find a, a Satan or devil idiom. I was like, we can make it all spooky. But then I'm just oh, like, yeah. I just feel... It feels more like a Route 66 uh, episode over yes. a 666 episode. Yes. And because it's not Both a true cool. 666. No, you know, I We gotta know. wait till our 600th and 66th episode to really feel that, but... This is a this is a Route sixty six. Yeah, we're on the, we don't, we're we're on the dirt right. road. Well, and you know, and I did because I was when I was when I type up the my show notes. I, I like I put the episode at the top for you know later when I'm old. I can look back like oh there's when that I'm episode. old. Yeah. Uh huh. But today I put an extra six on. I said episode six sixty six because clever. I was afraid I might mm. never get to actually top type that at the top of the page. Oh yeah, that's possible because we're gonna be old. <laughs> I don't know if we're gonna make it to that. No, but uh. I, we don't have much to say about Route 66. Well, it's except famous, that's where it's we... It's a famous road in America. It's very famous, yeah. We, my first time on Route 66 was with you. Yes. And we went to the original one because it's actually a defunct road, the original Route 66, right? Yeah. Or part of it. Well, right. So here's the thing. Not a lot of people know this, but most of Route 66 has been paved over. Or maybe they do because it'd be like, duh, right? <laughs> yeah. But also there were some offshoots that are now not part of the road. And they're actually like parts of people's driveways and shit. Like we were. And just like weird back roads and stuff. Yeah. We um we met that guy that had that weird house. Uh, it was like a house museum. You can't a, say that guy. Most people are not going to know who that there is. There is a guy. I've tried to look him up <laughs> since. Like I have his card somewhere. But this this guy. Hey, you don't even know who he is. What's his like, name? Patrick guy. Baldman. Like, <laughs> Patrick Baldman. Um, he he has this house that he turned into this like weird museum of like sort of 50s stuff. Right, yeah. And he's got like a Volkswagen. And lots of signs and stuff. Lot, right? He loves signs. Like road signs, yeah. 
But uh, we were there, and he's like, yeah, did you drive on Route 66? And we were like, yeah, well, we, we took it to get here. He's like, no, but the real Route 66, if you go behind that bush, it's right there. <laughs> yeah. And we was, did. It was cool. And we went, and it was like you could barely see it. Yeah, and it was, it was covered so small. Dust and very small. But we got some great pics, and there was no, there were no other cars on it. No, because they didn't know it was Route 66. No. <laughs> Yeah, and we also got pulled over uh, by a cop on Route 66. Yeah, we were. At it was this, after we left that cola. There's a giant. Building. Yeah, what's it called? There was like a, there's a roadside attraction out there. It's like a big neon Coca-Cola bottle, but then it also is a soda store. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were leaving that, and we must have been like weird dog, like with the, like <laughs> bottles of pop outside the thing, and then it's like Wew! and then the cop comes up and he's like. Hmm, what do you think I'm pulling you over for? I was going under the speed limit, too. Right. And I was like, I'm going 32 and a 35. Why are you pulling us over? And he's like, you boys are far from home. <laughs> right. And we're like, okay, yeah, but we're on Route 66. There's plenty of other cars from other states driving down. He's like, well, something about the three you boys looked mighty fishy. Well, I never heard of no New Jersey before. <laughs> New Jersey. <laughs> yeah, and he was probably what state just, was this? Like Utah or? I think it was Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah, maybe it's Oklahoma. Yeah, but um, that, well, that's that's interesting because because that's the the Grapes of Wrath connection. So the John Steinbeck novel, The Grapes of Wrath, is one of one of the texts that popularized Route sixty six. Kind of made it this like yeah he, this sim- symbol for America, especially to like international readers, and everyone kind of knew what it was, but. uh you know, during the Dust Bowl, everyone's farms just got destroyed and people had to, they had nothing. And they're like, we have to go west because we can't live off the land anymore. Right. And the government was just buying it up and being like, ah, yeah, I know how you thought you lived here, but actually we own this now just because, you know, you're poor. And there's some sweet Texas tea down there. It's a bubbling in my belly. Could you imagine just being the big old fat rich guy? Oh, I can. Yeah, it it looks sweet as hell. It's yeah, it's it, it's bad, but it's, it's oh, probably it's fun for a while. It's bad for yeah. It's there's no way you can be like, like an ethical big old billionaire. Yeah, but like right be- maybe like right before you got all swolled up on that chicken grease. <laughs> it's some good years. And he like remembers back then, and he loved someone once. But yeah, he yeah. traded it for money, <laughs> and it is good. <laughs> it is. Money is, never says no. It's finger licking good, <laughs> just like this chicken. But uh, when they when they arrived to the West, they were ref, you know they're basically looked at as like inferior Americans to the Californians. They oh. called them Okies, which was like a really offensive term that they were like poor and stupid. Okies. And even if you weren't from Oklahoma, um, oh. they just called you Okies anyway. Sure. Because you're like a hick, basically. Yeah, they're like, well, you're not from California because California's cool, man. <laughs> well, you look all dusty and shit. <laughs> In the 30s, they're talking like that. <laughs> hang 10, hang 30s, 1930s. <laughs> Anyway, so uh, that's some Route 66 stuff. That's a segue right there. And that is a segue. Solid. Do you have anything else to say? I, don't think, I did want to say that I saw a bat flying through the streets of Broad Street when we were this just outside. This is such fresh news. It's not even in the show notes. This is, this this is, is a breaking news. We never had breaking, breaking news. No. On <laughs> there the is an evil bat. 
Swooping on, on people you... into Philadelphia. I was not evil. It was actually kind of nice. And I just have never seen a bat fly around in Philly because usually it's like, you know, one-legged pigeons or just a piece of trash you think is an animal. Yeah, absolutely. So I thought it was nice no, it to see a nice. bat. No, but we have to we have to spice up the headline. Okay, well, we can spice it up. And nice post. bat may be seen on Broad Street. <laughs> it wasn't a maybe. I did see it. Yeah, but I turned around. I didn't even see anything out of the corner of my eye. Corner of my eye. Oh, your, your special corner. No, no. I just like, you know, I could see if I didn't get a full-on look, but mm-hmm. I at least expected to see movement out of the corner of my eye. I mean, it was like six inches. It was I a little guy. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, fine. Evil bat. You need at least two sources. That is not a thing. <laughs> Keep, uh, this is the third time Stop I hit the table. The Damn it. mic or the table. I didn't hit the mic. I, my, hit my the hand table is a boom. A my, boom sound that goes to the floor and then it goes up into the mic. I know. <laughs> I know. All right. So uh, because this is a podcast that delves... Has to go somewhere. No, delves deep into the history of where some, you know, peculiar things from our language come from. Like little, little slang phrases. Oh, yeah. Because this podcast does that, we need to determine... Who's going first here? So right, yeah. we're going to play a little game. We're going to see whoever wins goes first and shares their idiom history. And then after that, the other loser loser will uh, <laughs> share theirs. So what game do you have? Uh, Albert's the game master. We've got. I do everything else. You're good. On... <laughs> it's good to be the game master. Um, what we have here is travel boggle. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, you know, if you've ever played Boggle before, it's just smaller. And a good friend of mine once said, when we were playing Travel Boggle, she said, you know, all Boggle should just be Travel Boggle. And mm-hmm. I looked at it, I was like, yeah, what is the rest of it for? <laughs> like, that's all you need. Bigger words? Like, I don't think it's even, a. I think it's just more plastic around. Yeah. They want to sell all that sweet plastic. I mean, I guess Double it would, price. Be, would be fun with more, I don't know if you get more letters. I don't yeah, know. I think so. But I like that you can pack down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do love packing down. I love packing down. You want it tight, you know. So fold it up. Quick, quick side story. I was I was camping in Jim Thorpe this weekend. Okay. Uh, Bragger, and I was with my brother, my neighbor Kev, and when it was time to leave on Sunday, mm-hmm. they were moving a lot quicker than I was, mm-hmm. and they had this shocker big tent. I can't believe what I'm hearing. <laughs> I don't like to be rushed. I, you know. Hey, I, I never rush you. You don't. I made a decision a long <laughs> time ago. I'm not going to rush it's out. It's smart not to rush me because then I get flustered and it takes even more. I've had longer. a lot of years to learn that. Right. So simple. Mm-hmm. Um, so simple. Just let Albert do whatever he wants for a, as long as he wants. Bring a book just in case. <laughs> Which I do. Yeah. So anyway, they were packing up the tent that they were sleeping in and I hear them like, oh, not really fitting. And they're like trying to jam. It in and I'm like looking over I'm like that looks like shit I was like but I've been there I've been there before when you're rushing I'm not gonna help right? them but no, yeah. they don't want my they don't need my help <laughs> grown men they're just like We're, we got kids throw that in the truck who cares right so then I break my tent down and my brother's like you want some help I'm like no I'm good he's like how about some help no and then it's time for me to wrap it up could not get it in uh, and I was like uh, who's I'm gonna have to now? I'm gonna have to rewrap this and oh, I, I opened it back up and I did it all and I and they're just sitting there watching me at the table yeah. and I got it zipped up and I was like, yes, that feels good. Packed it down. I do. I enjoy packing it down. <laughs> that should be the name of the episode. You guys packing are sick. It down. <laughs> packing it down. Packing it down. All right, Bob. Right, we'll so, be right back. We'll see who wins. Yeah. <laughs> packing it down. 
Oh my. <laughs> Apparently the game master is not always good at the games, he just brings <laughs> the games. How many words did you get? I got three little baby words. Oh, I, got, I got six. They're all, right. they're all four letter words. Fuck. Then you win automatically. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Um, robe. Hmm. Beep. Bore. Leap. Challenge. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I had never heard of that word before. <laughs> all right. Here's what I got. Pie. Uh-huh. Pig. Yeah. And zip. <laughs> I was like, yes, there's a Z in it. Down, Extra points. I an icer, too. Icer? Yeah, is that a word? Like an you're icer? A, you're an icer. <laughs> like, ice, I'm an icer. I'm icing her out. <laughs> it's ice time. It's ice time with well, the rye guy. I guess Ryan's going first again. <laughs> this guy's been on a roll. No, I think he went first last time, last uh, week. Nope, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. If you uh, keep forgetting, you know... Which of us went first last time? You're going to end up in the booby hatch. In the booby hatch? <laughs> yeah. Now, this is interesting. From a guy that always <laughs> makes fun of me for bringing <laughs> idioms that no one's ever heard of. Well, I thought I would try it out. Wow. I in bet the people, booby I bet hatch. people have heard of booby hatch. I mean, I think that people have heard of booby trap. Booby trap. That's a thing too. Yeah, maybe it has something to do with it. I that. do I do from doing this research, I think I know the where booby, booby trap hatch. comes from. Interesting. Alright. So at this point in the show, I'm supposed to guess where Well, you need to tell me what it means first. No, I'm sorry, but maybe this is a first time listener. Yeah. I'm, oh, what's it mean? Oh yeah, shit. What is it? What's right. It mean? Oh, jump. Okay, this part of the show we tell each other what it means. Don't figure um, that out. Just okay. yeah, talk about the definition. Well, okay. You have to play to your lowest common denominator. <laughs> We can't, you know, I was thinking we can't be doing this for new listeners every time. You no, know? no, you Old listeners are probably like, okay, yeah, like we know. Yeah. They know the sketch. But then they go and have a cig and they're like, <laughs> cool. oh, la, la. <laughs> okay, I guess they're weird cartoon French <laughs> or like really shitty accents like on a Ninja Turtles cartoon. Is a yeah, French I character. think I was actually exactly. Oh, pick- la, la. <laughs> well, that was good. And are those our old idiom episode listeners? Like our old listeners, yeah, like yeah, they're are, like, are they're the like, beginning. here we go. I got, a, I got a couple seconds to go have a. Oh yeah, because they're about to say, if you're new to the show, yeah. if it's your first time listening. All right, uh, sorry about that. So, uh, the so idiom, in the booby hatch, the boot. <laughs> you're yeah. in the booby hatch. Booby hatch is the idiom. Wait, what wait, does wait, it wait, mean? Just the booby hatch. Booby hatch, yeah. Oh, I thought you said. Oh, I could say you're going to end up in the booby hatch. Okay, so it sounds bad. It, it's not great. Here's my thing. Um. I think of the blue-footed booby, mm-hmm. obviously. Yeah. Um, and if in the booby, I just I just think it means you're in you're in trouble. You're in a bad spot. Mm-hmm. It's you're, slang for an insane asylum. Oh, oh, that sounds that sounds yeah. Yeah. Do they call like crazy people boobies? Well, I'm gonna talk to you about what the. What am I thinking? Looney Tunes. L- Looney doofs. Lunatics. Lunatic. Huh. Well. Uh, all right, so if booby so, hatch means insane asylum, and I wonder if how many listeners out there have heard that. I thought it was it's it's a British and American um, uh, slang uh, word. Oh, you just gave me a clue. Well, it's always one of those two. I was gonna say Something. China. <laughs> this sounds like a Chinese idiom if I've ever heard one. 
so what do you where do you think it comes from? The booby hatch. Uh, Great Britain. Okay, fine, but like, and, what the uh, hell's the guess of the origin? All right, so let's see here. None of this future shit. I just need to be. I want to hear, uh, a, a, you know, like a possible date that this started, not the future. Okay, I forgot about all that. <laughs> let's see. <clears throat> I don't know why I'm. Th- I even. I know boobies are from the Galapagos, but uh, like, I'm for some reason I'm getting an Australian vibe here. Oh, okay, and. Uh, it, it does. It does feel like it could be it's Australian. It's like, all right, there's a booby. Yeah, <laughs> booby. <laughs> okay, something like that. Sure. So, like, okay, I'm just gonna say, this is in the time of uh, Crocodile Dundee, mm-hmm. which is like what 80s. Okay. Yeah, early yeah. 80s. So 80s, you're in the you're in the bush. Mm-hmm. I'm going. This is in Australia. Yeah. And they have. Like the hunters. What are those special hunters out in Australia mm. called? Mm. Bush bushmen? Oh no, not no, not like the not like the native people. I'm still I'm still thinking of a crocodile dundee yeah, yeah. kind of thing. Okay. But, uh anyway, you know, he's like uh he's basically doing what Steve Irwin did before there was T V or something. Mm-hmm. You know? And yeah, he's wrangling just like, crocodiles and Yeah. Sure. But then also people like just like come watch him do it. Yeah, and he's into it. He's like, get them all back, eh? <laughs> all right. And so then, like, he's like, hey, I'll look this. and then he'll wrestle something and, like, just, yeah, like, makes a couple bucks. Yeah, yeah. And uh, one time he took a group out, mm-hmm. and he's like, now I have booby snares all over up in this, <laughs> in this Bushwick. Oh my god. I couldn't contain that laugh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> what the hell did he have? You know, among the other animals that yeah. he's like <laughs> he's like wrestling and just like be like, oh my god. and like and yeah. people are just like loving it. Um <laughs> remember this is in the eighties before television. Uh-huh. And <laughs> All right, another alternate reality guess. Go I didn't on. mean to do that. But uh um, so one time he's like, he gets a little lazy around the, like the booby snares. Cause like, he's yeah. like, these aren't even dangerous. Right. And, but, <laughs> yeah. So one day he was, he was just like being a little lackadaisical and, and he was drinking a little and he, he just stepped right in one and he's like, wow, and then he's, you know, hanging, uh, you know, upside down, like a cartoon. And he's like, right, God, oh, that's me in the booby cage. Yeah. And so that, I mean, we're like insane asylum though. What's... Because he's crazy because he's always wrestling animals. And he's... No, okay, picture this. That's this fine. Is the I get first it. guy yeah. that is doing this sort of thing. He's like, people are like, this is brand new. Yeah. And they're like, he's crazy. Right. And then he's up in the booby hatch. And now he's in the booby hatch. Got it. Okay, good. But he also caught himself, which has a deeper meaning. It's it's self-discovery or something. (laughs) Sure. I love that. I love that kind of stuff. So, no, that's all wrong. Um, (laughs) But but thanks. So, I want to just... The reason I've been thinking about booby hatch is... It's a couple reasons. Hmm. One, that's not the interesting part. I haven't said anything. Don't be a don't be a dick. I think I know why you're thinking about the booby hatch. 
I think you got an idea. First of all, that's terrible. Our pre-calculus teacher in high school used to call us boobs. Like when he, oh sure, yeah, he'd be like, like if you got an, if you answer something incorrectly, he was like kind of like an old curmudgeonly guy, yeah. and he'd be like, nope, you boob. See, and you know what? And all the time, and it was and, so weird. And he's not even joking. Like he's from a different time. Yeah, when people called each other boobs. <laughs> right, and now we only say it as like a parody of the old times. Yeah, it's and I'll tell you what he eventually got fired after because I he kept saying boob. Probably because he kept saying boob. I don't know, um, but uh, there's also a, I mentioned Grapes of Wrath earlier, and of Mice and Men, uh, one of the characters says, "Want me to tell you what'll happen? They'll take you to the booby hatch. They'll tie you mm. up with a collar like a dog." And uh, I was like, "Oh yeah, booby hatch." And then I just saw it this past week. Uh, Hannah came over to watch this. French horror movie, The Living Dead Girl from 1982. And in that, one of the characters, like, you know, oh, vampires, monsters, they'll put me in the booby hatch for, like, yeah, you know, this, that kind of yeah. stuff. And I was like, all right, I'm definitely going to do this. The Looney Bin is what I'm thinking. Looney Bin. Yeah, they both have the long O sound. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's fascinating. So, according to the OED, which Albert loves, Ooh. the well, word. You can't fuck with that. You can't, but I've got some. Someone did fuck with. OED oh, I know. Is I know who it is. Too. <laughs> no, they no, you don't know who it is. Very proud. <laughs> no, no, it was an article from OED. something. Okay. They also had some issues with the OED, but um, they say the boob that booby has meant a dummy or nincompoop for hundreds of years. So even okay. as far back as the late 1500s, all right, there's evidence of booby meaning a dumb person. Okay. All right, and so. Uh, it meant idiot for a very long time, which <laughs> came idiot. from the Spanish bobo, which means fool in Spanish. Sure. So that's where they think it came from. A bozo. And, yeah. How did the word booby come to get connected with booby hatch and then mean insane asylum? Well, this happens to be an idiom of questionable origins. Oh. <clears throat> is a big deal around here. They happen. Um, the first origin belief, which I'm not, I don't know, mm -hmm. I don't know, no, but it's nautical, and we love the nautical stuff around here, don't be an idiot. That carries a lot of weight, too. So, uh, a booby hatch is the part of the ship where, like, you know, you know, you have to like, turn the thing on the submarine and you open it, that's the hatch to go in. Yeah, yeah, sure. And, uh, a booby hatch, I guess, is is like it goes over a hatchway of a ship. Um, I should have asked my brother-in-law because I probably don't know what I'm talking about exactly. Um, but one yeah, story. Yeah, but there's a time difference. <laughs> but the time difference of New Jersey to Florida <laughs> is non-existent. It's weird. <laughs> but apparently, there was a practice of confining mad sailors inside the wooden hatch. That makes perfect sense. And so we'd be like, ah, oh, yeah, like throw them in the booby hatch. In the and brig. In the brig. What's the difference between a brig and a hatch? Right. Right. Uh, we gotta we gotta send some emails. Wait, out. do they? Th is the hatch from above? Yeah, the hatch, and it goes down into a little. So you can't put someone in a hatch, like they can't walk into it, right? They gotta go be put down. Yeah, in I think it. they're gonna be put down in it. That makes sense Most to me. Likely, yeah. I think the brig you have to walk into. Okay, yeah. So that's the big difference. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a regular jail cell. There's something weirder. Like, look, same jail cell, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, you're in jail. Mm-hmm. One of them, they're like, here you go. And you walk into it, right? It's a brig. The other one, same cell, mm -hmm. but they shove you in a hole on the top and then slam the door shut. It's the hatch. Right? Yeah. 
for sure. All right. So there was another theory. Thank you for that. Uh, about a police vehicle hmm. that um, basically, if uh, criminals need to be transported, they would be put into the booby hatch. Oh, like so, like a like a crazy transport. Kind yeah. Of thing. Right. Like that. Yeah. So that makes a lot of sense because, like, a criminal, like you know, in the 18th century and 19th century, they just would have equated someone who's crazy with being like evil or something. Oh yeah. And so like everyone's a everyone's an Arkham. Yeah, but I couldn't. Brilliant, <laughs> Batman. 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 <laughs> I'm gonna cut that out. I was. I just annoyed myself hearing myself say that. Well, Bratman's good though. <laughs> Um, so I tried to verify this like just in, in a second source somewhere and could not find anything. So I'm, I'm not feeling that one too strong. In Green's Dictionary of Slang, booby hutch came up as all of these different definitions based on time period. Hmm. So one was like a one horse like chase, you know, like a horse and carriage. Okay. A leather bottle was apparently called Bobby. A leather bottle. Yeah. A Bobby, a booby hutch. Okay. As opposed to a booby hatch. Um, because like, um, you could ensnare the fool with a bottle of liquor. Oh yeah. So then it's like a booby hatch, hutch. Um, also a police station or a jail cell. That makes sense. Right. And so I feel like that jail cell then kind of connects us to the mental asylum. Definitely. Right. It's not like such a big leap if that, if that actually was used booby hutch and then, you know, comes turn turns into booby hatch. All right. Now this might. This might be so wrong, but yeah. let's just think about back in the old days, yeah. right? Um, I could see there being just jails first, uh-huh. right? Yeah. And then they're like, as some of these guys, they are like, <laughs> this is a different thing. Yeah. And then, they're, then they build the, the mental hospitals. Sure, yeah. Because now, that, now they're like, we should have separate places for these people. Right. Now- yeah. Again, that's based on because just of a, the advent a, of science. Well, you know, like who knows? They could have been around the same amount of time, but like I don't know. I just feel like what well, me and my dad worked at a psychiatric hospital actually, so I feel like him. I'm very I'm very close to that. Uh, I remember your dad's concept. stories um, from from working there. Yeah, he had. He used to get some free clothes from there, right? Um, he wasn't supposed to take those. <laughs> He'd be like, look, free underwear. And they would have like, I was about to say prisoner, a patient's names. <laughs> Preston. And my mom would be like, that's terrible. That's terrible. Free underwear. I know. The patient's name is on it. I mean, like full that on. That is so funny, man. Yeah. I had a pair. <laughs> God, do you remember what the name was? <sighs> you know what? For a while, I, I knew it very well. Right, but I right. Oh, I'm I'm mad at myself that it didn't come right back to me. Someone else's name on your trousers. That is just. I want to say Crazy Joe Davola, but that's from <laughs> Seinfeld. Well, anyway, how do we get to this mental asylum um, for booby hatch? So, well, by the late 19th century, it was being used pretty often um, as that slang, and there's one belief that it, it come or came from. The Coney Hatch Asylum, which is in London. Ooh. London calling. The Ice Age is here. <laughs> and uh, this mental institution was around from 1951 all the way to 1993. And there were some famous people that stayed there that you might be interested in that mm. I'll mention about. So uh, Coney Hatch, was, it was named that because of some um, like hut or village that used to be nearby. 
that's where they get the hatch from. Uh, but where they got when Booby came in, like that might just be from like I don't know, maybe like America started using it. It seems like it was in both Britain and America though. So maybe just naturally, if a Booby is a fool, you yeah. would you would equate them with a mental patient. Yes. So like Booby Hatch. I don't think that's that far of a leap. Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, but there were some famous inmates here. All um, right, now we're talking. Aaron Kazminsky, hmm. who was uh, one of the Jack the Ripper suspects. Yeah. That was kind of cool. Um, one of Alistair Crowley's wives. Oh. Maria Teresa Ferrari de Miramar. I could see her going to a place like that. What do you know about Alistair Crowley? Well, I, I think he's getting popular in culture again. Yeah, um, he's a wizard. Well, he believed he was a wizard. And um, I started, I, I really tried to read the book Moonchild. Which was right, kind of yeah. Like his big, and I know there was some sort of a ceremony. Someone, there was like somebody was had a, was pregnant. And I think they were trying to bring forth the Antichrist, mm, essentially. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't like this. I didn't care for the one style. of the ceremonies because oh. they, 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 had to nail like live cats to the four corners oh. and like they had to stay alive during oh, the whole thing. And I was like, terrible. Jesus, Alistair. Yeah. <laughs> too much. So I got too depressed and I had to put it down. Oh, I understand. Well, uh, yeah. So, so that's, I think that's the, the basic history of, of booby hatch. I mean, there's a few possibilities, but really when we think of it, it means mental asylum. I, I like I like the idea that it came from this Coney Hatch place, and then you just kind of combine that with with fool or idiot. And it makes you wonder, Coney Island. Mm. That sounds like a wacky kind of crazy place. Well, this right? was spelled C O L N E Y. Colney. Yeah, but you pronounce it Coney. I think maybe it was lost in translation. <laughs> translation from <laughs> English to English. <laughs> <laughs> right, Charlie. So. Why did this get so popular? Well, as I mentioned, it was in Of Mice and Men, but also this cartoonist, Milt Gross. He had a cartoon called Count Screwloose from Toulouse. Ah, that's great. And the, the character was a mentally ill man who frequently left a Nutty Crest sanitarium. Whoa. And so then he would like go out into the, the real world, and like a lot of the funny bits were him interacting with normal people. And he's like... What's that thing in your hand? And they'd be like, It's an it's apple. Phone. <laughs> phone. It's 1929. <laughs> Is that him doing that? Phone. <laughs> Is that him doing that or the yeah, people? Yeah. Well, I found the um I found the comic strip where he says uh booby hatch. He says, awesome. um Iggy Iggy, I guess it was a character. I just simply can't stand this booby hatch. And then he escapes. So and that's it, huh? <laughs> what, what kind of... Does he get in any trouble? He does, but it got cut off. I think that bottom panel is from which a different cartoon. Which one is... Uh, which guy is the crazy guy? Yeah, the top right panel there. Oh, with the checkered pants? Yeah. Oh my gosh, you know what? He looks like someone. So this was 1929 to 1935, the uh, comic strip existed. So that also helped popularize Booby Hatch as, a, as an insane asylum specifically. There's this guy, like in the first frame here, there's this one guy, and he's got his hand over his head, like a kind of like a crown, and yeah. he's just like, Statue of Liberty! <laughs> that's good. Like, that's what he's doing, isn't that's it crazy? Good. Yeah. He nailed it. That is crazy. <laughs> Statue of Liberty. Well done. Thanks. Um, the only other thing I was going to say was, uh, 
the word booby to mean breast. That, that <laughs> they they, <laughs> they uh, say that the first publication of that was uh, Henry Miller's Tropic of Cancer. You yeah, brought up Seinfeld a little here. bit ago. Uh, but I'm, um, you know, classic uh, band erotic memoir shit. And uh, he said she was lying on the ground with her boobies in her hands. <laughs> but then the um, <laughs> this online magazine today found out they did some research and they found an earlier mention in 1932 from a novel called Young Lonigan. I don't know. I'm sure we were all thinking about boobs to a certain degree, oh, thinking yeah, of booby hatch. Come on. But anyway, so there you go. The first mention of uh, of that. And I think that's it. And uh, that's the way the cookie crumbles. For Booby Hatch. And we will be right back after this musical interlude. So well. Welcome back to Don't Be an Idiom. Thanks for sticking with us these first 36 minutes or whatever. Um, Not that anyone's counting. Well, we're, yeah, I'm literally counting. But it is the second part of the show, and that's when Albert comes. Is that like Polish, <laughs> French, vampire? Yeah, I, was, I guess I was like a, doing a half uh, version Nandor? of uh, Nandor. Yeah, yeah I see. So uh, yeah, what's the uh, all right? Well, what we got here. Um, what I thought I would do is I I've been trying to find new ways to introduce my idioms. You know, you can send me those files so that to the, make it better, the audience can actually hear. Okay, but well, just play. and I will. Just I'll do play. that. Okay. But for now, I think it's good to catch you off guard. All right, uh, this is one from one of me and Ryan's uh, current favorite shows. So here you go. What we do in the shadows? That's uh, from what we do in the shadows. They're giving me the pib? The pip. Giving me the pip. That's, P-I-P. That story about my homeland is giving me the pip. Wow. I've never I heard of that him. one. I I so Lazo's one of the greatest TV characters of all time. Yeah, his voice is so funny. Anything he says, but um so I was watching it the other night and he does use a lot of like old and outdated language. Yeah. But that one really jumped out at me. Giving me the pip. So yeah. that's what I that's what I picked. So right, you got a little context there. Um, oh my god! From the from the the line. So what do you think it means? I guess it means uh, it's just really annoying me. Yeah, is that Ab- right? it's absolutely that to cause one to be annoyed or unhappy is giving, giving me, me the, the pip. pip. Oh god. <laughs> yeah. So 
what do you think? Where where could this possibly come from? Yeah, so uh, he's from uh, England, so yeah. I have to assume that this is a British idiom. But I'm gonna say that uh, it it goes all the way back to the bubonic plague time, 1500s. More boobs. More boobs. The bubonic plague. I apologize if I said booby hatch too many times <laughs> the first half of the show. The, the, no, the audience is all, they're all riled up. They're like, this is a hostini episode. <laughs> so during the bubonic plague, there were all different styles of boils that would grow on your, <laughs> on your skin. And um, the, uh, the plague doctors had all kinds of fun names for the different, different types. Um, and one of those types was the pit. The right. Pip. Uh, the pit boil. The pit boil. And uh, it would, uh, it's, this, <laughs> incidentally, this is also where some it's like for someone to like rub you the wrong way. Oh, this idiom oh. actually comes from. Wow, Ryan's good. It comes from this, uh, the same thing. The pips, you know, they'd rub you the wrong way because they would move and be very annoying. It was oh. disgusting. Oh, so the pip was a moving boil. It was a moving oh. boil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it's like when something gets under the rug under a cartoon, you know? Absolutely like, disgusting. <laughs> yeah, it's usually a mouse, right? Right. And uh, anyway, so, you know, giving me the pips was, was just a, a simple little way of, of saying you got the this kind of plague boil. Oh, I've got the annoying moving boil. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know exactly what that means. You can interpret it however you want. Is it shaking? Is it moving to different parts of your body? It's just one. Is it jiggling? Is it a little jiggling? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so a, a short, simple guess for me today. I love it. I love it. Um, realistic. But... Some of us try to play by the rules. Wrong. There are no rules on Don't Be An Idiom. You all know that. Anyway, giving me the pip goes all the way back to the surprising 15th century. Oh, well, I was only one century off. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, it's not that bad. Um, but it... It is believed that this came from a disease of poultry and other birds called the pip. Okay, you know, I'm not that far off. Oh, yeah, it was a disease. You're right. Boils. (laughs) And you're like, wrong. And I'm like, oh. Yeah, I just. All right, British, check. I was thinking. Pre-1600s, check. Yeah, but I gave you a free clue with Laszlo. check. Yeah, Ryan's Ryan's checking them off. I am. Okay. So it's but a, a I don't chicken hear disease. the chicken check, though. <laughs> All right. No chicken check here. All right. So with the pip. The bird would produce a large amount of phlegm, which I didn't think birds could do that. And then also there would be a white scaly patch on the tongue. (laughs) Again, I can't imagine like chickens having their tongues sticking out very much. Like this is a disgusting uh, section of the show. This whole, (laughs) this whole half hour. Just a mucousy white tongue chicken. You got the, it's got the pip. Ew. Um, okay, so the first time that we see it in print, it's in 1440 Middle English translation of the 4th century Roman writer oh. Palladius in his De Re Rustica. <laughs> <laughs> which uh, was oh a my big God. Which was Every a big Latin deal. professor just rolled in their <laughs> grave. Every Latin professor's dead yeah. and rolled in a grave. Yeah, they're all I dead. I killed them with that one. <laughs> all right. So here's what he writes about the pip. Uh, and it's in the old-timey language, so I'm going to try my best here. 
and other while and hen will have the pip. <laughs> A wit pillet that will the tongue and round. <laughs> this is ancient Greece though, right? So why is he speaking in like an, a 19th century English accent? I don't know. <laughs> the pip just sounds so like British. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that's a long time ago. A long time ago. The pip's been around. The pip has been around. Now, I've never seen a chick, a sick chicken, but other people have. Now, here's the thing. Around the same time um, that the word, the pip for the chicken disease came up, people started like teasing other humans about having the pip. Oh, so this could transfer from birds to to humans? Well, that's the thing. Not not necessarily. There's no proof that the what the birds had that the humans had. But you, you figure like a mucusy kind of sickness. Like yeah. if you're just like phlegmy and whatever, you've got the pip. Um, they could be like, oh, you got the pip. <laughs> like just like this, <laughs> those dumb old chickens. <laughs> yeah. So um, it it seems like uh, it started as like a joke. But then later, people in poor spirits were described as like a chicken with the pip, and it came to actually mean uh, an undefined disease of malaise, especially one involving mucus. Ah. So that like what it so, but it almost seems like it happened like as a joke. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> because people were making fun of people for right. being sick. That's like you know, I mean, that's entertainment back then. Sick chickens. That's that's teasing your friends. Yeah, it's fun. All right. In John Lelemore's 15th century herbal guide, which was called the Maser Herbal, he says this about uh, the pip. Plantain heals the pip. And not plantain like the ones that look like bananas. There's apparently oh. this weed oh, okay. called a plantain. Yeah. And uh, he writes about that, that you could, uh, if, you have the, if, if you thought you had the pip, you could eat plantain and it would cure you. Nice. Right. All right. So we've so this is in writing. This isn't just a bunch of yeah, well, conjecture. I mean, where else would you get it besides in writing? Well, you know, sometimes they don't have it in writing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So now we're going to jump ahead to the 19th century, which is where we hear it in its like common uh, figurative use, which is to give someone the pip, which just means to severely annoy the person, just like Laszlo said. Yeah. But you can also say that if you get the pip, like you could say that someone's either sick or depressed. So it's also used that way to be like, ah, you got the pip, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, but it could also mean annoy. It more means that now. And Brits still use this today? So not only do Brits use this, Brits invented this. Well, well sort well. of. Not really. Yes. <laughs> the, yes, they did. Because this is, this is what you would, like some people, um, like play wordplay with called it a Britishism. Mm -hmm. So yes. Do you want like an applause for saying <laughs> Britishism or what? Well, I don't know if it's an official term is what I'm saying, but, I, but people like to play with the word and say it's a Britishism. It's Britishism. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they, I think people say that with any country, you know, like it's an right. Americanism. Right. But is that, those, those words, those ism words sound a little hodgepodge, like a little thrown together. You think so? I'm sure it's in the dictionary though, right? The OED? Whoa, 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 whoa. I don't know. But, um, ooh, this is, this, is, this is interesting. So, uh, it is believed that the, the word pip comes from the Middle Dutch 
Pip, but this one's spelled P-I-P-P-E, which mm. means mucus. Ew. That's from the West Germanic pipit, which is an early borrowing from the vulgar Latin papita, which is an alliteration of Latin pituita, which means phlegm. <laughs> okay? So we it's phlegm. It's always about phlegm. It's always okay? about phlegm, yeah. And here's an interesting connection you might want to make. Okay. The pituitary gland yeah. was once thought to be the source of phlegm. And that's one of the uh, four humors, right? Yes. That we need to be in balance with. Yes. Interesting. So that is not true, though. Okay. But that's how that name got connected. Oh, I see. Pituitary gland. Huh. That is interesting. I thought so. So, and, uh, so pituitary, but the word is pip. Yeah, but it's like because of where it comes from. Pip pituitary. Because it comes from, it's like, no, 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 down to pituita, which yeah. is Latin. So that's old. That's old. Okay, cool. All right? Yeah. Um, you know what just made me think, too, if you were like, patooey, like in a cartoon. Like you and you're spit, spitting. Right? Yeah, you're spitting. Oh, I wonder. I wonder. I think that's patooey. I know, but it's close, you know? Mm -hmm. So what I did was I did just a little section of other pip stuff. So <laughs> Pippy Longstocking? Well, no, I didn't actually get that. <laughs> I didn't get there, but... <laughs> Um, in the 18th century, pip means the seed of an apple or an orange. Hmm, which I can see that. Shortened from pippin, which is 14th century, which is just a seed of a fleshy fruit. Okay. Okay. It's good to Listen know. Listen to this other pip in the 1600s. It's one of the tiny spots on a playing card or dice. Those little, you know, or even like people with tattoos, you know, like when they get that little filler and it looks like these little tiny stars. Yeah. Those could be called pips. Oh. Now, I've never like, seen those in a card. That I like. No, you have. Like you the way probably it's don't printed? Even, or? Like, if you look at uh, like a playing card, like probably on um, maybe even the back. Yeah. Like just get those little, those little patterns and yeah. stuff like that. Those are pips? Those are pips. Okay. And uh, then you might be thinking about, well, what about pip squeak? Yeah. Oh, pip squeak. Yeah. Um, I was going to bring that up. It was just a contemptuous name for an insignificant person. <laughs> And they believe that it comes from the trivial noise that a young or weak creature makes. Pip, 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 squeeze my pips. Squeeze my pips. Uh, you could also say she's a pip. And in this one, uh, pip is actually positive. It's like a one of a kind, excellent person. And it almost always seemed to be about a girl. She's a pip. She's a pip. She's a real pip. Huh. I never heard that one. And then, uh, see, that one I thought I, I did hear of. You're a real pip. Yeah. I, I don't feel like I've never heard that. No? No. Well, maybe you should read a book. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. And then there's this other one, uh, Pip, Squeak, and Wilfred, mm -hmm. which actually technically is an idiom, um, and it just denotes a group of three objects or persons. And where this comes from is a comic strip in the Daily Mirror um, that started back in 1919, and it was about this dog. Hey, we both did comics. Yeah. Right? Right. So there was a dog named Pip, and uh, there was a penguin named Squeak, and they were like friends. Cool. And it was like totally geared towards kids, and then they eventually uh, find a rabbit and name it Wilfred. <laughs> and then like, so that's their pet. Mm -hmm. And then they just like kind of get into it. Fun stuff. And, oh, the artist, his the, his name is Uncle Dick. 
Okay. And actually, I do have to say this. So in the first time that he ever does the Pipsqueak and Wilfred comic, he writes this long thing and he's like, oh, you know, kids, like my, you know, my editor came to me as like, want something specially just for the kids. And I'm so excited. So, so you're over there and I'm over here and I would love to shake your hand, but I can't. So just grab the hand of your mom or your dad or whoever's here and then do this. How do you do? How do you do? How do you do? And jump up and down because I am so excited to be like drawing a comic for you. And I just thought that was so funny. Like he really did this whole, how do you do thing? (laughs) That's, that's amazing yeah some good trivia yeah and um and uh, that's that's a wrap on it's a wrap on uh you're giving me the pip how do you do i think we should open up our next episode like that how do, how you, do? do? How how do, do you do how do you do how do you all right well if you made it to the end of the episode thanks thanks for sticking around you've got patience um you're a patient uh listener and uh, we appreciate that you must not get annoyed too easily. Uh, I noticed that we uh, a listen came in from Belarus the other day. How dare they? Which, you know. Um, We've got beef with Belarus. We've got beef with Belarus. But hey, if it's and this might be a different Belarusian uh, listener. So if, if you this is your first time listening, send us an email at don'tbeanidiom at gmail.com. Say what's up. And you got to listen to our song, man. But it's we wrote like, a whole Belarus song, episode... Nine or something, seven? I can't remember. Go on the Instagram. Look at the one with the gremlins. Yeah, I made a whole post with gremlins and a Belarusian flag. Yeah. And, um. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta go listen to that shit. <laughs> uh, but thank you for everyone who's who's been tuning in and sending messages and, uh, oh, yeah. and hitting us up. Uh, we hope you. Enjoyed today's episode. Dude, can you end this? I can't. I and we'll see you at the Helium Comedy Club right in downtown New York City. All right. So uh, until next time, don't be, be an, an idiot. idiot. Open like a black light poster, a giant skeleton and